0: Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode.
1: Just hear me out for a minute, Holly. A mining town in the middle of nowhere Montana, riddled with arsenic, and if we want to get into neurology, the next town over is soaked the same in lead. It's the perfect place. I have a complete team at my disposal here, and when the time comes, more rats and chimps than I can count. But this is our chance to dive right in. Nearly 30% of people die here just due to cancer, not to mention organ failure. With those numbers, no one will bat an eye if subjects kick the bucket, and people will line up if we sell them hope. Not to mention, if the implications of this new research are solid, well, by golly, we may just save them. Hmm. Intriguing. Things would move faster without the bureaucracy. I like you, Rigby. I'll tell you what. Take a couple of years there. Show me what you've got. I can't leave Marshall now. We are so close to puzzling out this RNA problem. You give it a shot, and maybe I'll come join you soon. Who knows? You could be onto something. You've got yourself a deal. Oh, Rigby... Not to pry, but if you're not here at Cornell, where the hell do you expect to get your funding? Well, I'll tell you when you get there. You're listening to Husk. Myrna, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Can you tell me the story of how you became involved with ABI?
2: Oh, I I don't really know where to start. It was a long time ago.
1: Let's start with the basics. How about how you first came to visit Dr. Rigby's clinic?
2: Clinic? It was more of a pharmacy... No fancy soda fountain, though. There were a couple other compounders in town, Smith's, Fuller's, but Rigby's had put an ad in the standard that really caught my eye. I still remember it. The ad simply said, For your maladies unexplained, a brighter future is ahead. Rigby's. What on earth was that supposed to mean? We didn't know how bad it was at the time. Bute had similar problems the chemicals from the mines. Daddy had died from unknown causes. Everyone was afraid to look into why all the deaths were happening back in those days. For good reason, too. We all knew we weren't going to like what we found. I was 32, two children, a husband. I began coughing up blood. I was very alarmed, of course. But then it went away. I tried to convince myself it was just a fluke, but I knew this was how it started with others around town. I was terrified. A brighter future, I thought. I went in the very next morning. Hello, I'm here to see Dr. Rigby.
3: Oh, Hello, dear. And did you have an appointment? What's your name?
2: I stopped dead in my tracks, about to turn and beat feet, when the words from the paper jumped out of my mouth. I'm here for a brighter future. The receptionist looked over her pointed glasses, eyebrows raised.
3: Very well. You need say no more. Go on and have a seat there. I'll buzz him out. Hi, Dr. Rigby. I have a new client in the waiting area upstairs. Her name is, uh... What did you say your name was?
2: Myrna Bridges.
3: Myrna Bridges. Yes, she's filling out the intake now. Yes, she did. A brighter future. Okay, Doctor, yes. Will do. Thank you. He'll be out in a few. Please do have a seat. You look a little pale. I'm going to get you some water. Hey, I was wondering if you had any of those oh, bandages? I'm sorry. To... We're closed early for lunch. What? Come back you... in a few hours? I thought your sign said that you were open though right now. And... Okay. Thank you so much. Well, Bye now. Um, See you this afternoon. Well, when can I come back? After one. Oh, okay. Yes.
2: She flipped the clothes sign around and locked the door. We both tried for a smile. I gripped the arms of my chair and looked at the door.
3: He'll be right out. I promise you, you are in good hands. We are just so happy the ad spoke to you. You have nothing to fear. Thanks.
1: Hi, Myrna. I'm Dr. Rigby. Nancy here tells me you saw the ad in the paper.
2: I handed him the paperwork. He looked it over.
1: Well, come on back. We have a great program here for folks like yourself.
2: We walked from the wood panel pharmacy behind the counter past aspirin and poultices. He took me past the usual examination room to a metal door at the end of the hall, down a spiral staircase. Each stair squeaked under my weight. I felt swept away. I didn't even know the place had a basement. With all the tremors from the mining equipment, it felt eerie going underground, like we'd be trapped down here forever. It was the strangest thing. We got to the bottom of the stairs, and I half expected William Shatner to come traipsing out from behind a wall of buttons in his Starfleet uniform. The whole room seemed aglow. I'd seen pictures of computers before, but they weren't around when I attended university. They were still huge then. Looking back, they could barely do anything, but it felt like they were invincible. A sea of beige equipment and a couple of lovely bentwood chairs, and I realized this wasn't a doctor's office. This was a laboratory.
1: Myrna, go ahead and have a seat there. My heart goes out to the folks of this town. I'm just happy you decided to come in. Now, what seems to be the trouble?
2: It's when I cough, there's blood. I've seen a lot of people around here with it, and it doesn't end well.
1: Okay, let's take a look. Take in a deep breath for me while I listen. Slowly now. Does it hurt?
2: Yes, but only sometimes.
1: It's early on, and that's good. All right, from the looks of it, you may be a perfect candidate. I will need to take a small sample to verify.
2: A candidate for what? What is it?
1: Right now, it's just a group of like-minded individuals being affected by certain maladies. We think we have the technology to cure you. We are going to change you, Myrna. We will march forward towards a better tomorrow.
2: And with that, he took out the most god-awful swab and went for the back of my throat. He telephoned later that day, saying I was accepted into the program. It was a clinical trial, he said, so I didn't have to pay. I couldn't have even if I wanted to. Later, I found out how many of us there were.
1: Husk is created and produced in Portland, Oregon by Emma Brown and Sean Applinel. Associate producer, Elliot Jacobson. Voices by Michael Burles, Josh Paxton, Austin Hatfield, Elizabeth Zimmerman, and Elizabeth Champion. For a full list of casting characters and more of the story, go to our website at huskpodcast.com. This episode of Husk was specially produced for International Podcast Month. To find a huge variety of awesome shows, go to their website at internationalpodcastmonth.com.
0: The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via Ko-fi or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.